FS Uncovered, a podcast of M&M Service Company, serving our customers' needs by providing excellent products, services, and innovative solutions. I'm Kristen Marquis, Marketing Assistant with M&M Service Company. Today I have with me our Energy Marketing Manager, Tony Haber, our Agronomy Marketing Manager, Brian Furfel, and our guest today is Jason Buller, our M&M Service Seed Specialist. So Jason, can you give us a little bit of background, your introduction to ag and how you started in the GrowMark system and your path to your role today? Um, I mean, I guess going all the way back, uh, started in agriculture with my dad. Uh, we had a lot of, mainly a forage farm when I was younger, a little bit of row crops. I'd say the row crop side's kind of grown ever since. Always loved the outdoors, always loved, uh, I mean, uh, growing things and just kind of natural fit. I went went into agriculture uh, at Western Illinois University. Uh, I got a bachelor's degree in ag science agronomy. While I was up there, I started working for Fulton FS, uh, I think in 2005, doing a lot of soil sampling, crop scouting, seed sorting, delivery. Uh, I was really crop specialists. Um, had a right-hand man there for a few years, Growmark interned, and uh, after college, had the opportunity to move back home to Litchfield and start as a crop specialist with M&M Service um, in Bunker Hill. I was in Bunker Hill for about five years and then got a job as our company seed specialist and I've done that since, I think, fall of 2012. Okay, so today we're going to talk about soybean traits. Uh, what do growers need to look for when deciding on their soybean traits? In my opinion, the most important thing a grower can do is select seed by genetics. Uh, what are the genetics that are going to work best on your environment? What are the genetics that are going to have the most stable, highest yield potential? And from there, deciding what trait package might be the best fit for their farm. Um, so I know today there's been a lot of new traits on the market. There's a lot of press uh, about the new platforms that are out there. Um, I've, I've, like I said, I've always been pick the genetics first and then what kind of herbicide program fits your needs. I know sometimes in uh, some more urban areas, uh, maybe the Extend Dicamba portfolio has had some struggles to fit. And a lot of people on the Liberty platform. Now there's these uh, new Extend Flex soybeans where we have kind of that a lot of that uh, germplasm from uh, our dicamba extend beans that we've been selling here the last several years with the Liberty Tolerant trait. We have also seen the launch of the Enlist platform and Liberty Link GT27. So, I mean, I guess it really comes down to a grower situation, where his fields are located, maybe what his neighbors have, and kind of what fits best for their individual needs. Jason, you, you said extend, extend to flex. Brian, Jason, what, what's the difference in those two? So extend soybeans are tolerant to uh, Roundup and uh, low volatility dicamba formulations uh, such as Extendamax or uh, Ingenia. Um, in the past, Fexapan, which I think they're working on getting a label for that. Extend Flex is, is the newest uh, trait package that's been approved for sale. Uh, so it's got tolerance to Roundup, Dicamba, so the Extend or Ingenia, and Liberty. So it adds an extra option in there. 
Brian, anything you want to add to that? or? Yeah, I think Jason covered it pretty well. The uh, extend flex, um, adding the Liberty trait into that germplasm or that lineup does allow, like Jason said, more flexibility uh, to over-the-top applications of herbicides, especially with the restrictions that the federal label and our state of Illinois 24C label has uh, put on the, the over-the-top applications of dicamba. So that glufosinate liberty option in that later post-June, July, when temperatures are high, wind is blowing, not really ideal for dicamba application. It, it really is ideal for a liberty application to control those pesky weeds. So I, I know you guys, have, each of you have both talked a little bit about the, the different products that are out there. Uh, is there any more that you can expand or talk about uh, some of the offerings on soybean traits that m M&M Service Company has? Yep. So m M&M Service, uh, we carry two brands of soybeans. Uh, we carry Asgro soybeans and High Soy soybeans. Um, on, under the Asgro camp, uh, I mean, they have conventional soybeans. Uh, they have Extend soybeans, which, like I mentioned, are Roundup and Dicamba tolerant. And they have Extend Flex soybeans, which are Roundup, Liberty, and Dicamba tolerant. Kind of under our high soy brand, uh, we have a little more differentiation. Uh, we also have conventional soybeans. Uh, we have Extend soybeans, which are Roundup and Dicamba tolerant. We have Extend Flex soybeans, which are Roundup, Liberty, and Dicamba tolerant. Uh, we have Liberty Link GT27 beans, which are Roundup, Liberty, and Balance tolerant, though there is no herbicide approved for the balance portion. And we have Enlist E3, which is tolerant to 240 choline, Roundup, and Liberty. I'm going to have to go back and listen to all that uh, two or three times to, to get that down. Like I said, uh, that's why I think it's most important to start with the genetics that are best for your field first, what's got that disease package, what's got that yield punch, um, what's got that potential, and then kind of decide, okay, what kind of herbicide platform from there do we want to go with? So, like I said, genetics first and herbicide second in my mind. Sounds like good advice. So with what you, the two of you just talked about, the last couple of years has seen a tremendous amount of change in the soybean uh, world, what do you what what does the next five years look like in, in terms of change? Are are we at a period where we, we've seen those changes and this and and these are the products going to be out there, or are we going to continually see change over the next five? I think on the five year horizon, I think we're kind of at a point where we're going to have these technologies for the next five years. There are some other herbicide tolerances looking at being brought in. Uh, but I mean, time horizon at the earliest on some of those is 2025, more like end of this decade. So I mean, truthfully, I think these trait packages are going to be here for a little while. I know there's a, um, a new PPO herbicide, a new PPO tolerance that's being developed in soybeans, but I mean, they're really like 2028, 2030 uh, horizon for those. So I mean, I, I think trait-wise, we're probably... Uh, probably there other than potentially adding maybe some HPPD tolerance. But again, I don't know what the time frame for that is, uh, getting approval and everything in the next five. So, Yeah, Tony, I think you're just going to start seeing 
you know, we're at a three-way stack. You could probably call it a four-way. We'll get to a five-way, six-way, seven-way stack in soybeans with, with multiple trade packages, multiple products you can use pre, post on soybeans. More enhanced weed protection, but also crop safety is huge. So our best products, PPOs, Jason mentioned PPOs. That's probably our, our best technology to come down the pipeline because that is our best technology to kill water hemp. So the ability to use a PPO without hurting a, a soybean and damaging its stand, <clears throat> potentially damaging its stands and the earlier time frames that we plant soybeans in late March and, and April, those PPOs can really hurt our soybeans and can really damage our, our stands. So having that trait package there will, will really alleviate the crop safety aspect, but also enhance the, the weed control aspect, so. Okay, thanks. So Jason, one last question for you. You've been the seed specialist for several years now. So what advice would you give to someone new trying to establish a career in your field? Uh, I mean, I'd say for someone trying to uh, make a career in agriculture, I mean, I'd say number one, a love for ag. If you love what you do, uh, You'll never have a hard day of work. Get an education, have a curious mind, and uh, have good communication skills with people, and uh, you can go a long way in this field. Well, that's some good advice, Jason. Uh, before we get out of here, we do have another question before we do that. Uh, Brian, last, uh, last week, you had to throw out a question about who invented cranberry sauce. Well, according to the internet, that gentleman was named Marcus Uran. So I know our listening audience was probably on the edge of their seat wanting to know the answer to that. So thank you for letting everybody wait a week before they could, they could know that, that piece of uh, trivia. I'm glad you Googled it. Yeah. So before we get out of here, uh, we are in December now. And as we are in December, we get the holiday season of Christmas thrown in our face. Give me your underrated, overrated part of Christmas. Jason. Ooh, hmm. we'll start. Just give me, give me your, give me your overrated. Most overrated. Well, I mean, uh, through the course of my life, I've been on both sides of this. So I'll say now from a parent role, the most overrated is, sorry, kids, all the presents. Uh, <laughs> I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I think Christmas is magical and, uh, you know, couple of good presents or you know really what the doctor to work, doctor ordered for my kids I love it but at a certain point uh, I mean we I have two little girls so we have almost every Barbie and Barbie accessory known to man so I so you want to get to a point you want to get to a point where you're just giving them an envelope say here's your contribution to your 529 I don't necessarily say that but uh, you know <laughs> handful of, of nice cherry-picked presents and uh, otherwise let's not take too much out of what is otherwise a great day of having a good time with your family and uh, you know making great memories to uh, sit there and open Lord knows how many presents and more or less how I'm gonna pack them all in my truck to take them home. That, that's Brian, what's that's your Tony's contribution the, to his kids this, this uh, Christmas is the 529. Absolutely. You can't go wrong. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm a, I'm, a pretty, I'm a pretty pragmatic person, so I mean, I'm there with you. Hey, I, compounding interest is the gift that keeps on giving. It, it really is. It really is. Just let every kid to open Christmas morning. <laughs> I do like your idea of the, uh, oh, shoot, uh, taking, you know, instead of buying presents, taking them on a, giving them experience, taking them to a show with grandparents. Don't just load them up like what you said with toys and junk. It's a... Uh, um, take them on an experience. Absolutely. I do think that's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Brian, what's your what's your overrated? First thing that came to my mind was peppermint coffee. Peppermint I think, coffee. Yeah, I think it's absolutely disgusting. Starbucks <laughs> loves the world out of it at Christmas time. It's like their pumpkin uh, coffee, pumpkin spice latte, and uh, the the peppermint is just not it's not there for me. So you so so when we exit the pumpkin spice season, enter the peppermint season. You're having you're having problems. I, I do like peppermint, uh, but I do not like it in my coffee. Okay, Krista, overrated. Uh, I'd have to agree with the peppermint, the candy canes, all those. Mm. I know they make different flavors, but the peppermint's gross. And the cranberry sauce that again everyone serves it. Still on the cranberry sauce. What is still? If we go from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and you're still on the. So you are not a fan of Mr. Marcus Uran. And his uh, his invention. No. Okay. All right. We'll stay with you, Krista. Underrated. What about you? Overrated. Yeah. Tony. Go. <laughs> Stumpy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm 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 even. I think everything is perfectly rated. I'm, no, I'm, you're I'm, not. I'm on. here. I'm here to get get everybody else's opinions. Oh, you're uh, not here. Besides my own. Chris is the moderator. You're here for uh, input as we're well. We're going to edit this part out. No, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, since I said we're going to edit it out, uh, we can't leave that part in there. Well, so I'm going to edit my part go. out. It was we're going to do it live and play it through. <laughs> no. All right, Chris. Uh, underrated. Tony, overrated. These are my lines of questions. You're not throwing a bag at me. Krista, underrated. Underrated? Um, well, I'm going to have to go with, like, the Christmas story. Yeah. You know, Christmas these days, it's all presents and, you know. Like when you say the Christmas we, story, like, type of the movie? The, no, <laughs> like, Jesus. And the actual meaning Mary of Christmas? Mary and Joseph. Okay. And, yeah, what uh, my family, <clears throat> we've always went to church Christmas Eve, and then we come home and... Didn't you presents, but... I thought maybe you were just really into BB guns. No. No. The Christmas story. Okay. Brian, underrated. I want to stick with the peppermint theme and say peppermint bark because that's like my favorite treat. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, it's you, you're, you have the freedom well, to... One thing I will say, and I don't know if it's underrated or overrated, however you want to put it, is... It is still Merry Christmas. It is not Happy Holidays. And I will, mm. until I'm dead, I will always say Merry Christmas. Agreed. Jason? Do I just throw the mic down? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's extensive. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I really, I really do think the most underrated is uh, the reason for the day. I mean, kind of re- it gets brushed over the story of Jesus, I think, too much. Uh, I think underrated is also... Um, uh, so, I mean, in my family, we always do a larger get-together with 
all my cousins and aunts and uncles and all my cousins' kids. And I mean, I'll, I'll say we probably uh, don't do it enough through the years, uh, through the year, but I mean, I know my kids love playing with all their, you know, second cousins and getting to see everybody. And uh, I mean, I think sometimes everybody gets swept up in the presence and whatever else. And, and I think just that quality time and uh, really don't take enough time to do it as much as we should. So I think that's a pretty underrated part of the day. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody. This has been FS Uncovered, the podcast of M&M Service Company. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Podbean or your supported podcast app. Mm -hmm.